0: Welcome to the Art of Faith podcast. I'm Joshua Kapczynski. This is a production of Granite Creek Studios. We would love your support if you could donate through uh, our website, granitecreek.org. It would be greatly appreciated. Today's topic, we are back in a series called Who is Jordan Peterson? I will be covering his 12 rules for life and and then his 12 more rules for life. So we're going to be doing 24 episodes on who is Jordan Peterson I think he's important for the church he is a clinical psychologist he's a great thinker and he is now an official public figure and if you haven't heard about him you soon will because I think he's going to continue to be a big player in in the culture wars and I think he's bringing in a huge level of reason. And the more I listen to him, the more I think he's probably more prophetic, more pastoral, uh, more spirit led than most pastors these days. That sounds a little controversial, but I'm just, I know, I'm a fan and I'm impressed. So today is rule number four compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not to someone else is today. I'll say it again. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, and not to who someone else is today. And it's a great rule. And I would probably say that most of us has have dealt with comparison. We, we compare ourselves to others, whether in... In image, you know, well, so-and-so is prettier than I am or so-and-so is more handsome than I am. And so you compare yourself in in, in physical attributes. Uh, financial comparisons is another one. Social comparisons, I'm a part of this race or I'm a part of this gender. And so we, as humans, uh, have this... I think what we'll learn, hopefully I can get at it in this... In this in this very short podcast is that comparing ourselves to others is a dysfunction. Now it can be done in a way that is beneficial. So we can look at others and say, all right, well they're doing something that I ought to be doing and therefore I will make adjustments and I'll change. And I think that that's good. And it's also biblical. Like the the whole concept of iron sharpens iron surrounding yourselves with people that are at, at least as good as you but hopefully better than you I mean because the point the point of life is to become a better person and that's one point of life but I mean just to become a better human being I would say that this is one of uh, Jordan Peterson's driving um Driving missions in his life is to encourage people to become better versions of themselves, and it's not the the cheap self help stuff. And the more that he delves in into helping other people, you see that he's really taking on um, a spiritual sacrificial element to the whole thing. So in this chapter, in comparing yourselves, uh, the you we we learn that. A uh, comparison is a killer uh, because there's always somebody better. And I, I, I would say I hate to always refer to the, the high school illustrations, but I remember my freshman and sophomore year in high school wrestling, I was pretty good, and I just could not wait. My sophomore year, I couldn't wait to jump up into my junior year because there was that that senior in my weight class that was awesome and I couldn't beat him no matter what. And I knew that as soon as he graduated, I was going to fill that spot and I was going to be the best. Like I didn't have to, I didn't have to compete. Uh, well, I mean, I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't compete with this guy. He was just way too good. Uh, and i just like, okay, my time has finally come. I will now be the best best at least at least in, the, in my high school uh quite possibly the league and um i was excited you know wrestling season was over in my mind i'm like okay uh now i'm the best because this guy is no longer the wrestling season's over he's no longer here he's no longer part of the team i'm still part of the team i got two more years to go and i remember uh, starting the, my junior year, brand new season, there was this transfer kid in from some Iowa, Idaho state, some corn, fret, corn fed, uh, blonde haired beast, some farm boy that came in and he was good. Yeah, He was better than I was. And so I had to change the plan. I had to work harder. I had to, um, I think I even changed weight classes. I don't even remember. But the point is, I thought I was the best, and the truth is, is that there's always somebody better. That's probably the problem with competitive sports: is that even when you think that you're the best and the king of the hill, there's there's always somebody waiting in the wings that is probably better, and and is getting better. Now, this is a like this could be a depressing thought just to think that. No matter what I do, I will never be good enough. Now, some people think this way. And, you know, sure, I've thought this way too. If I'm not the best, then why even bother? If I can't be number one, then why even compete? Uh, The number two spot isn't good enough. And, again, this gets into the area of, of comparison. And once we come to the reality and the truth that you will never be the best at anything or at one thing. Uh, so you you might argue, well, what about what about Michael Jordan? Well, he's not the best anymore. He was best for the for a very short relative season, but he's not the best anymore. That his time has come and gone. And once we come to the that that realization, the truth that our time will will come and go. Um, you know, we can we can fall into a dark place once we start into this comparison um, uh, downward spiral that just says, you know what, I, I am not as good as my friends. I'm overweight. I'm, i and we we begin to pile on all of these things and we begin to say, what's even the point of of moving on? I mean, because that's the ultimate thought is like, what's the point of going on if I'm not I can't be the best. well, then, then, it, then it's well, frankly, it could be dangerous. Um, this is why, this is why people sometimes end their lives because they can't uh, manage or rise to the ex- expectations that they have placed upon themselves or the expectations that others have placed upon themselves. We place high expectations upon ourselves. Um, that we can't live up to. And maybe our parents have placed high expectations upon us that we're not able to live up to, or maybe we just resist. And so I just want us to to be aware that we don't want to necessarily repeat expectations upon our own kids, placing expectations on our kids that our kids um, maybe can't or maybe don't even want to live up to, uh, the truth is, our kids probably can live up to our standards and our expectations, but probably they just don't want to. It's probably a bigger question to ask is why don't they want to, rather than why can't they? Um, so, placing these high expectations on ourselves can be very detrimental. So there's always somebody better than us now. The healthy approach is to say, okay, um, so-and-so has set this standard and then we need to reach this standard. And that that can be toxic, that can be impossible, that can be harmful to try to reach some other standard that somebody else has set or to um, – again, fulfill an expectation that, that we didn't place upon ourselves. Uh, it can be, again, very very harmful, very psychologically damaging if, if we do that. And so the beauty about chapter four or rule number four is compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Because if you come to the conclusion that, yeah, there's somebody always better and I'm never going to uh, fulfill the ideal if we're if we're in that state the the other option is probably where the majority of our culture is right now the other option is is that okay there is a there's a delusion or there is a myth there is a lie that we can put ourselves into a alignment with that says i'm okay uh i'm okay just the way that i am uh i am uh 250 pounds overweight, but I am still okay. I am okay. Uh, I'm okay just the way that I am, even though I'm an emotional basket case. Uh, I am okay just the way that I am, even though I have not taken responsibility for my life or my finances. And so accepting that delusion that we are okay the way that we are is just as damaging as... um, Putting yourself in, in in high comparison to others so where is where's where's the middle point where's the healthy point point? and peterson will say and what's brilliant about it is the bible also says is that the, the better way is to compare yourself to yourself on 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 who you were yesterday so this is the, it's very simple, but it's a very simple principle. It's one that we miss quite often, but comparing yourself to who you were yesterday. Now, you're not going to be, you know, upon hearing this podcast or upon, you know, going to an incredible church service or going to um, some type of a a seminar that helps you become a better person like like you're really not you're not gonna change overnight. You're not gonna change because you've gotten some information dump or you got filled with the Holy Spirit or you've gotten you know some revelation. Uh, yes, transformation can take place immediately, but that's normally this is not how God works. Uh, he works in the small details. He works in maturity. He works in growth. So. Again, instead of comparing yourself to some model of society or some model of church life or or or, or the such, um, you know, trying to obtain a goal that's unreasonable, instead just asking yourself, how can I just be a, a a better person tomorrow than I was today? Like how can that what what small changes can I make that my life tomorrow, Will be either more productive, or more stable, or uh, more moral than it was the day before, and honestly, that's all that that's all that the Lord really cares about. Um, standards, uh, standards can kill us, but standards are also a rule of life that we must obtain. And obtaining standards in a healthy way is the point of of this chapter. So we all need standards and we all have to reach standards, but we need to reach them um, from our own perspective. All right. So we can't stay focused on a pessimistic view of life. That is that's something that philosophers and authors and writers have always struggled with. Um, they will say, what is the point of life? Uh, if you can't be number one, again, what's the point of life? If you can't um, achieve or find purpose, what's the point of life? If you can't be successful. And so these are, these are really deep philosophical questions about the meaning and about the purpose of life. And, uh the the scripture was, would say and true healthy psychology would say um, that you are made in God's image and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And so the the point is, is how do you take on that role of taking personal responsibility for your own actions in your own life? All right, so how can you, as an individual, be better today without falling into <laughs> – this is not in the chapter, by the way. This is my own little edition, although Peterson does talk about it, roughly skims it, but how can you become a better version of yourself today uh, how can you do a healthy review of yourself? How can you be uh, reflective, be self-reflective without being introspective? Uh, in other words, how can you do a, a deep dive into what you need for yourself and what you need from others? How can you do this without falling into the trap of narcissism. Okay, so this is a the Art of Faith podcast, right? So I usually try to bring in some art. Um, this, you know, this series on who is Jordan Peterson is not going to be a whole lot of art. Probably not until we get into the second book. But I've got an image from you from classical, um, from the philosophical. A uh, classical story of narcissist. Uh, this is actually a 19th century painting by Waterhouse on uh, narcissist who. The story goes is that um, he was a handsome young man and 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 all that he got into this uh, this trap of all of thinking about himself all the time and thinking that he was the prettiest version of of humanity that there was and so he saw a reflection of himself in a pond and then he kind of got stuck there forever just looking at himself. And so like we need to take a good hard look at ourselves and we need to quit ignoring Uh, our dysfunctions. We need to quit ignoring our situations, our environments. We need to quit ignoring, you know, whatever demons you have, your addictions and so forth. We need to quit ignoring that stuff. But at the same time, we need to make sure we don't become self-consumed with our own issues. And I, this is, uh, this is a trap that, I don't think Peterson fleshes out a whole lot. He does talk about the issue, the psychological issue of narcissism and how narcissists can... I mean, they're probably one of the hardest uh, groups to counsel clinically because they only see their own issues and they're extremely intelligent and they know how to work people and they know how to work the situations. Um, Narcissists know how to manipulate even the best of psychologists. So... Uh, Yeah, it's tough, and we don't want to fall into that trap. So, one of the other issues that Peterson brings out, which is definitely a biblical theme, is, and I do think that this will address the issue of narcissism as well, is um, what are you focusing on? And, you know, when I say what are you focusing on, like the issue comes, down to the area of optics, uh, like what are you what are you looking at? What are your eyes gazing at? And so, some of you are probably already checking out. Uh, this is not going to be a topic about pornography. I'm not. That's not what I want to get at because you know we all know that you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, it is a higher concept of what are we attracted to what are our eyes looking to now our human nature our natural man our very primal natural man slash woman so this applies to women just as it does to men is that whatever we're looking at whatever we're focusing on Uh, Whatever we have our sights set upon, whatever our target is, like our lives become consumed with that. Now, before we started like uh, having to go to the grocery store to buy our food and, you know, drive throughs and all this kind of stuff, um, targeting what we needed and what we wanted was not just a pleasure. It was vital to survival. So we are we are targeting beings. We know we target things, and um, I I want to just I want to challenge you. Like, what are you targeting right now? This will determine whether you're a narcissist or not. So, like, think about like where where your where your crosshairs. What are they focused on? Like, what are you targeting? Um, and why? So, are you targeting your Uh, your, your next sexual conquest? Are you targeting your, um, your next job promotion? Are you targeting your boss's job? Do you, do you want to take somebody else's position? Like these are, these are uh, fleshly desires. They're, they're hardwired into us, whether we like to admit it or not. Like we, this is, this is how our our natural mind thinks, not our spiritual in the mind, but our natural mind says, I, I want to be that top dog or I want to, I want to uh, kill that prey. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, those, those are in, in hunter gatherer terms. But again, in, in modern terms, like, do you, do you want to take your boss's job? Uh, why? Like why do you want like why do you want to take your boss's job? Um do you, do you think that you're better? Do you think that you could do a better job? Maybe you can. Or do you just want do you just want to disturb the pot and ensue some chaos? Um or are you just you know maybe you know that you're not the better person for the job and and you resent that and and there's there's some bitterness in that category. And so, although, you know, you, you don't have the material, um, means and items that your boss has, but you want, you know, you, you want, you want the big house and you want the car and you want the white picket fence. So you want his stuff, but you know, you can't have it, but you, but you envy it anyway. So, um, this is why Peterson says that we need to compare ourselves to who we were yesterday rather than comparing ourselves to uh, someone today. Because if we're comparing ourselves with somebody today, um, Jordan doesn't talk about this at all, but it is 100% scriptural, that leads into jealousy. And jealousy and pride is its is the big hairy monster that hides in the shadows, that will destroy your life. So if you're in a constant state of envy, of disillusionment, of bitterness about what other people have and you want what they have, if you're in that constant state, I guarantee you that will just eat you alive. And and frankly, it will make you sick. It will make you physically sick. So again, that's a comparison model, and I, I hopefully you can see how toxic that can be. That's a comparison model that that is that is very very dangerous. Now, it would be appropriate and healthy, like if you saw your boss, and you're like, man, that that guy or that gal, like this guy's that she just she has her act together, like she's she's organized. She's a leader. Uh, she's she's successful. It is appropriate to let that iron sharpen iron and to say, you know what? Uh, um, this is inspiring me to be better. And so this isn't... So the way that she carries herself, the way that she acts, the way that she leads the way that her life is organized, that's an inspiration. And so, okay, let me take a look at my life. I'm not organized and my house is a disaster and I don't carry myself well, blah, blah, blah. And so um, so you can do that and it can be a healthy journey. I do think that, that the, like, there's a split second, a moment in time, where we get to choose whether we are going to be um, constructive in our self-criticism versus destructive in bitterness and anger. So, like, hopefully finding that moment and saying, okay, uh, let's just be a better person. Jordan then goes into this, another incredible concept of self-talk. Okay. Before he gets there, let me let me actually return back to the. Let me turn back to optics and like what we see, what we target, uh, and and it's not necessarily visualization, um, but it's what we set our eyes upon. Okay. So this is ancient eyes are a huge, huge biblical theme. Um. Proverbs, it it comes right out of the gate saying, The eyes are the window to the soul. So, all right, what is your soul? Um, Your soul is, in my opinion, your soul is your emotional intelligence. Your soul is your character, your will, your drive, your emotional stability. Uh, your inner life, your character, your personality, your humor, uh, all of the unique things that make you, you are your soul. Um, I am confounded about how unhealthy most souls are these days, like the emotional stability of people, probably more so after the COVID thing than any other time that that I've been in ministry and I've been in ministry for 20 years. I thought people were emotional basket cases before COVID. It just seems like COVID just brought everything to the surface and maybe even amplified it a bit. So the, your eyes, like what you are focusing on, what you're looking at, what you're targeting are the windows of the soul. Proverbs says, and this is such an important concept that Jesus even picks it up on Matthew. In the Gospel of Matthew, uh, Jesus talks quite often about uh, what about eyes and what your what what's you know what your eyes are looking at. Um, the eyes to the soul, Matthew chapter six, I believe. There we go. Matthew chapter six. So some of you know this. It's like. Uh, this kind of gets into the, you know, what we're looking at, right? You might not have necessarily thought about this scripture from this perspective before, but like what we're focusing on, what we want, or what we ought to want. Uh, Jesus addresses this in chapter six, verse nineteen: uh, "Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth rusts." destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth does not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Okay. So for where your treasure is there, your heart will also be. Okay. And then he goes on to say, referencing Proverbs, the eye is the lamp of the body If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And then the light within you is darkness. And how great is that darkness? Okay. So the eyes are the lamp of the body. And your eyes, if your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. Now, uh, again, back to the whole. Like I, I hope this is. I'm not going after like your online visual activity like that is completely secondary third you know third issue um what's what we do what we need to get is like like what is our internal focus like what do we really need to be looking at and what we're looking at is going to determine how much light is coming into our being and then being emanated out from us chapter seven do not judge or you will be judged Um that's like <laughs> so whenever whenever somebody comes back to church after not being in church for a good year i'm like hey where have you been what's been going on with you and they're like hey don't judge me that's just anyway it's it's hilarious uh that's not what this is talking about um don't do not be judged or you'll be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged by the same measure. Okay, so we're kind of getting into this idea again of comparison, like make sure we're not comparing ourselves to others or judging ourselves in reference to others. Now, here we go. Now, you're all familiar with this, and this is a bit of Bible humor from Jesus. If you thought my jokes are bad, just listen to this Jesus joke. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust that's in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank? So when you say there's a big giant log in your eye, you hypocrite, first take out the big giant log out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your eye. So usually this, this scripture, and, and rightfully so, it's to kind of to point out the hypocrisy in most Christians. Like we're, like we're really, really good at pointing out the flaws in others. Specifically, we're really good at pointing out the flaws in other Christians. Uh, and then we get really judgy about the world, too. But um, let's just flip it. So uh, instead of like pointing out the hypocrisy of that... Um, I think probably the better thing for everyone is to say, like, what do I need to do to increase my vision, uh, for what I am aiming at or what I should be aiming at? Like, how do I take out the obstacles? And so that I can see clearly on what God wants me to do and what God wants me to focus upon. Targeting again is our human nature. And what Jesus is saying here, and okay, let's just take this log out of your eye so that you can see clearly. The eyes are the window to the soul. The eyes are the window to the body. If the eyes are full of light, the eyes are full of light, then light will emanate from your body. You're You're going to live a higher level of life. You're going to have a higher experience. Uh, you're going to live the full life, the fullness of life. It's gonna, life will be better uh, if your eyes are focused and are good and are targeted. The definition of sin is missing the mark. Uh, sin is a literal term. It's a literal archery term or it's a literal hunting term. So just think about, uh, I've, never, I've never hunted anything larger than a squirrel in my entire life. And uh, whenever I've killed a squirrel, I felt really guilty. And, and I feel really guilty that I eat hamburgers all the time, but I'm too, too much of a chicken to shoot my own food. So with that said, um, like I know how hard it is to hit a target with a gun Uh, when this is written like they were hitting targets with bows and with slingshots and how hard that is and how many times you miss and each time you miss you sin and like that's that should be encouraging because we're shooting all the time. In life, like we're shooting all the time. Like, let's just be honest. We all want to be better. We all want to to become a better human being. We take shots all day long. But it just should be a comfort that you're just going to miss more than you hit. You're going to sin more than you're going to hit that target. And so uh, to, like, just be comforted that, you know what? as long as you're shooting hopefully shooting in the wrong in the right direction uh, like maybe hitting you know part of that circle like like we're good like we we just need to keep on shooting and it is okay to to miss it's okay to to make a mistake like hopefully when you're when you're shooting you won't accidentally shoot your friend like th- like those are the things that we need to avoid but we need to keep on trying we need to keep on shooting like in in a sense, like we need to keep on sinning until we hit that mark, until our eyes are focused completely on the light. And I think that we all would agree what the light of the Lord is. All right. So again, um, making sure we're not sinning, making sure that we're targeting, that we're, we're we're looking at the right target, and at least trying to hit the right target within our own abilities. How do we do this? Like this is okay. So Jordan talks about this. I want to encourage you to get the book and read this part because it's great. He talks about this idea, and this baffled me when I, when I read it because, again, this is coming from a clinical psychologist that deals with people that uh, suffer from schizophrenia. Like He's actually encouraging you to adopt some schizophrenic uh, behavior and talk to yourself. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week. Like, like, treat yourself like someone that you would want to help. Or that, that, you know, you're always helping somebody, so why don't you treat yourself like somebody that you wanna that you would want to help? You know, why why do we treat our animals better than we treat ourselves and our friends? Um, and this is beautiful. Like, have a conversation with yourself. Like, if you want to make yourself a better version of yourself than you were yesterday, like you just need to talk to yourself and. Um, develop an internal critic. Now, we don't want to self-sabotage. We don't want to beat ourselves up. We don't want to call ourselves names. We don't want to do this negative self-talk. But at the same time, you need to to treat yourself with some honesty, but treat yourself with respect. Like, have a conversation with yourself that is giving honest feedback, uh, but is also loving and caring to yourself. Uh, like, you literally need to ask yourself um, if there is one thing that you could fix, that you could fix. And that you want to fix in yourself. So, like, literally, say, "Self, Josh." This is the internal critic speaking, Josh. Like, what's this one thing that you want to fix? And do you not? Can you fix it? And do you want to fix it? I mean, that is like, like that's that's hard. All right, so let's just say, uh, okay, I'm having a conversation with myself, Josh. Yeah, you know what? You're pretty lazy. Um, you lay around too much. Can you fix that, and do you want to fix that? I mean, that's a hard—that's a hard conversation to have with yourself. And yourself will respond like, "Yeah, yeah, Josh, I probably should should address that." And when we begin to have those honest conversations with ourselves, um, then you can then you can be kind to yourself. Then you can say things like, "Okay, so um, look, we we know that we know that you like chocolate. We know that you like you, you know you like this and you like that. So let's just have let's apply a little bit of discipline, and then and then Josh, when you apply a little bit of discipline into your life, then I will reward you. And so you can you can actually <laughs> you can actually treat yourself like a child. Um, this is what he's recommending again, and, and it's it's a biblical principle." It's a biblical principle that David figured out because David uh, was this tormented soul. And again, my definition of soul is that basically David was an emotional, depressed, um, bipolar basket case. But he learned the secret of talking to himself uh, when he found himself in a depressed mode, when he felt himself in the, the, you know, he, he... he, he knew when he was manic, and then he knew that when he was depressed. When he was depressed, he would say, Oh, soul, why are you so um, discomforted? Like, what's the matter with you? Like, snap out of it. And so David would literally talk to himself, saying, Hey, this is, this is not good. This is not who you are. You need to become a better self. So uh, the Bible, David, Jordan Peterson they're going to say it's okay to boss yourself around a little bit but you have to do it compassionately you have to address yourself compassionately so um you know i can say josh what's the matter with you why would you do that like like that's like that's healthy what's unhealthy would be for me to say josh you are such a freaking idiot you're never going to do anything right you're never going to experience any success you're never going to meet your goals like so if you get into that downward spiral um that's not self-talk that is self-deception and it's borderline um, demonic activity and that is what we need to avoid so how do you have a healthy conversation with yourself that's not destructive but that is encouraging and yet challenging and yet uh, confronting and, um, well, making yourself a better person? All right. So I encourage you to be honest with yourselves. Say, all right. And it'd be kind to yourself. Okay, all right. Well, you've had a you've had a rough week, and yeah, like most people that have gone through something that you've gone through, like that kind of sucks. So you need to be kind to yourself. Give yourself a little bit of latitude, and but at the same time, it's like yeah, you need to do the freaking dishes, right? Like just to get over it and do the dishes, and but but at the same time, be kind to yourself. Uh, I don't know what that looks like for everyone. Okay, so here's the big idea in this whole concept of treating yourself better and comparing yourself to who you were yesterday. Like it's like the little tiny details. One of the other books that I'm obsessed with is Atomic Habits by uh, James Clear, and they're like these are these little tiny daily changes that if we just make a little adjustment. A little habit every day then it will have big influences so when when I initially saw the title of the book atomic habits we're gonna have some explosive change that's going to rock my world and change my life it's gonna be an explosion and I'll be transformed overnight that's what I wanted but the truth of the book is The smallest, the atom, the smallest element, like focusing on the smallest little details first and then making those minor adjustments one at a time, building upon building. Jordan talks about this too like one of these little, little tiny things that you can do making your bed uh, cleaning your room brushing your teeth like doing them over and over and over again until it gets ingrained into the pattern until you're able to hit that mark and not sin, to where your eye is full of light where it's just it becomes a part of your, your, of your nature that the, the atomic habit principle is just so important. All right. So, what you aim at determines what you see, and what you see determines the condition of your soul and and your body. Like what we are seeing, what we're focusing on determines like our spiritual direction, our emotional health. It's like it's huge. It it is so huge, so I'll just wrap up with that. Uh, like what we aim at, like what we're targeting, determines what we see in our life. How we see, our optics. Um. I think we just need to all choose as either a believer or a non-believer. Like like if you're not a believer, listening to this, you're interested in Jordan Peterson. Like his material is so good. It's so challenging. It's so courageous. Uh, But, yeah, you can choose to look and focus at the wrong thing. You can become a narcissist if you're not careful. And I think the only way around that is to focus on what's really important. This is where it's going to get cliche and, you know, Christianese. But let's just focus on Jesus. Like if you want your whole body to be full of light, focus on light. And the scriptures say that Jesus is the light of the world. And that's like, that needs to be the target. That needs to be the focus. All right, there we go. So, um, quit comparing yourselves to others. Just compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Uh, make little minor changes. Have a healthy conversation with yourself. And uh, let's just choose emotional, spiritual health over dysfunctional, material selfishness. And I think we'll be better people for it. Thanks for listening or watching the Art of Faith podcast and see you next time when we talk about how to not make terrible kids. Amen. All right. Thanks again. And uh, see you soon. Peace.